following is a paid program and does not necessarily represent the views of iHeartMedia. Securities and advisory services offered through Investicorp, member FINRA, SIPC. Information provided during the J. Arnold Wealth Management Company show is intended for informational purposes only and should not be considered advice. Please consult with your own investment advisor or tax advisor before making any investment decisions. This is the J. Arnold Wealth Management Show. All right, underway we are. 606 News Radio 570 WKBN and Ron Ferb. Time now for a little bit of an abbreviated edition of uh, John Arnold's program. And, John, first of all, nice to have you back with us. Hi, John. Ron, can you hear me okay? Yes, I can. I got a copy on you, John. I want to talk to you a little bit here, just to, in the beginning. We're, we're through what? We've had one, two or three educational workshops so far, John. Where are we on now? <clears throat> we, are, uh, we are heading into the last one, number four, which will be August 30th. So we've had three uh, jam-packed uh, educational workshops so far, and uh, they've been really awesome because the people really enjoyed them, they food, and we obviously really enjoyed, to meet, enjoyed meeting the people, and we felt like we were getting some back. Is have you noticed? Are the questions similar? Is the trend similar? I want you to talk a little bit about all three of the seminars and what the common denominators are, or perhaps the uncommon denominators. Well, surprisingly, when I initially um, did these workshops to attract uh, General Motors folks who just got the rug you know slipped out from under them, but out of the twenty or thirty people that come, only four or five of the people are from General Motors. So we we, we target. And I'm going to answer your question with this very long answer. So um, it's, it's how to reduce your health care costs by just moving some chess pieces around in your financial plan with really not any more money out of your pocket. And I, I thought, to tell you the truth, that that was going to be the number one uh, attractor, the number one um, thing that everybody came to. It, it really seemed to be old hat. What, what people are really excited about one of, of those four topics that I offer is the Medicaid, to, how to avoid the Medicaid spend down. Everybody seems to be crazy about like how do I avoid losing my estate to Medicaid to pay for a nursing home, and we're teaching people about that and how to do that creatively and how to do it on the cheap. And to tell you the truth, that we we the presentation part of that's about 15 minutes, and we end up spending another 20 minutes answering questions thereafter because people are really really interested in that subject. Isn't that though? Uh, basically, if you have anything, people's number one fear to say, okay, they worked all their life, they have all of this. If somebody does get sick and does go in a nursing home, it can be gone in the blink of an eye, and there's nothing left for for their kids or anything like that. Uh, so it doesn't surprise me that that's their number one concern. You, you, did you also talk about the uh, Pacific Life Plan that you guys offer? Because I think that's a game changer. It is. We, we, well, we didn't box ourselves in the Pacific. I, I love using Pacific Life because of the strength of the company, but we have various carriers that, that sometimes are in less expensive or more. So we kind of shotgunned it and whoever comes in the less expensive for the best, pre- or for the best benefit is going to get the job done or get the business. But yeah, so the relation to your question, yeah, we talk about, uh, what's called our live die quit policies to where people get their money back 100% of it at any one time with no, surrender charges or administrative charges or any kind of nonsense. Someone puts in, say, 70 grand, and seven years from now they want 70 grand back, well, here it is. If they die and don't use it, and let's say they put 100 grand in, 
and 20 years from now they pass away and they never used it, we're probably going to give them 104 to $108,000 back to their beneficiaries tax-free. And then, of course, they, we, do, we talk about, you know, designing it for if they actually need it. You know, we get a benefit of 3500 to $4,500 a month. Combine that with Social Security and maybe another uh, set of investments they have, kick them out an interest check. We should be able to cover the Medicaid expense, excuse me, the, the expense of the long-term care facility and protect the estate, which is ultimately our goal. It's not a one-size-fits-all, and it's definitely not a, a plan that's just going to get, you know, pay the nursing home $10,000 a month with their eyes closed and, and see you later. It's not one of those. So we're, we're getting creative to find out how can we work within the, uh, not the rules, but the grid that, that, applies to normal folks. You know, people making sixty to one hundred and twenty grand a year joint combined income that all they want to do is pass the estate, which is their house and cars and their savings onto their kids. They work so hard for without breaking the bank. And when we do that, it's it's fair, it's reasonable, and it's creative. And uh I'll tell you the truth, I'm really proud to present it. Do you do you get a lot of questions from people whether or not they should have term insurance or whole life insurance as well? I don't um, that probably runs across my desk, um, not in a seminar format, but maybe ten times a year. Uh, just sitting across the desk on a financial plan, and my answer is always term insurance. Now, if you want to, um, <clears throat> if you want to pass on your state or or make your state larger without the cost of whole life, I always recommend universal life. And I have a, I had a buddy um, who's really intelligent. He listens to this program. His name's Chris. Uh, he introduced me to an actual hybrid um, universal life called a uh, universal, um, excuse me, universal life indexed uh, life insurance policy to where it's actually connected to an index in addition to the interest rate. So inter- uh, how that relates to what we're talking about is, um, one, it definitely nullifies the need for whole life. Two, if you don't want to put money into a term policy and after the term's over, I have nothing to show for it. Uh, you can get around it by using this. And three, it's a way to it's a way to put money into something, get a tax free return, and take it out tax free. But we know with a guaranteed interest rate of four or five percent, which is unheard of. So it, it, it's very it's a great, it's a very creative solution, a, a way to avoid whole life. Um, and that's that. I know it's a very long answer to your question, but I rarely get that question. But more more importantly, what happens is we become a needs analysis financial advisor, which means somebody comes into me and they need X amount, they, need, they have this much in the budget to spend for insurance, and they, they want to accomplish these many things, we got a, we got a bunch of uh, ammunition to, to throw at them and, and see what best fits their budget, and hopefully, uh, you know, basically fills their objectives as well. All right, so the last educational get-together is when? This coming Thursday? No, no, it is not. Uh, we wanted to give it a little breather, so it is. Um, August, excuse me, August thirtieth. I can't believe we're getting there so fast. August thirtieth, oh, yeah. <laughs> which is a Thursday night, is going to be a typical new country club, which does a fantastic job. Um, Five thirty, the appetizers and the, the drinks start. Six o'clock area, we, we kick off the presentation. We try to get everybody out of there at seven seven thirty. This last one ran a little bit longer. It was a really crowded, it was a packed house that night, and we had, honestly, we had a lot of questions. We had a lot of folks that had a lot of important questions, and we took time answering those. But you can plan to be there between 5.30 to 7.30, get some food and, and um, drinks, and 
get some free education on something that should be very important to you. Do you find most people after after these type of get-togethers follow through, John, on the advice? Uh, say, you know, I never thought of that, or that's those are good ideas. Well, let me give you a, the answer to that question is like a ratio. So I would say three out of ten people that come actually follow through with us. I don't know. you got to remember, a lot of people are there just to test the waters of their other financial advisor. They want to make sure that the other financial advisor is you know, up on, on the up and up or, or you know, basically keep me keeping them honest. A lot of times what happens is we do the, we do the presentation and they go and take our presentation and our our um, our skills and they say, and our idea, and they go to their people that are already with and say, do this for me. And, of course, as a good businessman, those people will do it for them. But that's just the cost of doing business. So I'm going to say one-third of the people are going to fall through with us, one-third of the people are going to go to their own person, and the other third, to be honest with you, are plate lickers. So um, you know, the plate lickers are people who make it, they make it their job in life to, you know, come for free food and, you know, sit through a two-hour presentation and go home. I, that, to me, is bewildering, but that's, like I said, that's the cost of doing business, and every once in a while you get to meet a real nice person that does that, and, and that's just the way it goes. Yeah, that's kind of <laughs> that's kind of weird. <laughs> I mean, I, I I mean I I can't even I, I folks I can tell you I'm kind of stunned by that because it's like it, really <laughs> I mean God that seems kind of kind kind of rude. Do you notice so 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 then you're saying that you get people that that have other financial advisors that come and they listen to your presentation, but if they're not getting that service, John, if they're not getting that, don't they make the switch though? I mean, it, uh, what what you're telling them is is how you what you should expect basically no i mean you know i've been doing this now it's gonna be 19 years and i've been i've probably done 100 workshops and you just kind of know what you're going into you know the public's a weird a weird animal um every once in a while you'll get all say 10 or 12 people that are interested to actually go with you and sometimes you get one out of 12 that uh, all of them were interested, but they went you know, eleven out of twelve when and took your advice to their own personal people. Well, you gotta, you gotta remember, human nature is people hate change. Okay, so and to be honest, I'm a very loyal guy. I, I got, I've been going to the same barber, the same dentist, same everything since I was a kid. I just and, and until there's reason to change, and I just chalk it up as like I said, the cost of doing business. If you get your feelings hurt doing that you're definitely you don't belong in the financial services business because <laughs> you're going to be in pain every day so i just go with a target goal of 35 percent return on investment as far as um you know people that come sometimes it's higher than that sometimes it's slightly lower but if you as a financial advisor like myself look at it like hey you're helping the public you're helping people and if you got to pay for a thousand or two dollars a thousand or two thousand dollars worth of food and drinks to get that done, so be it. You know, I'm a, I'm a big guy into activity brings you know brings results. If I don't get them this time, I'll get somebody next time. It's all about the education for me, and I, I'm a I'm a blessed guy. You know, we make really good money, so I'm I'm all, I'm all good. But don't be surprised. That's just the way it goes. What what's puzzling, more puzzling than me, are the plate lickers, the people that they make they make it their job in life to find a financial advisor or insurance guy doing a seminar that's going to have a free meal or free appetizers and sit for two hours of their life with no intentions of every, ever doing any business with anybody just to get a free meal or a free appetizer. And that to me, to, to me, like, my time is worth a lot more money than that, but <clears throat> that's just the way it goes. It's a finicky audience. It's a finicky, finicky business. 
you know, estate planning attorneys go through the same regular rule, which is kind of what we signed up for. But it's always turned out to be a positive for us every single time. Every single time I've had a workshop, I've always got clients from it, and I've always got a lot of business from it. And more importantly, we've got to help some folks, and, and that's what it's all about. Right, but I mean, on these workshops that you're having, they're, uh, they're, you don't have to pay to go to them, but I want to use the term, they're sold out, if you will, because they're fully attended, and so some of them are, uh, some of them are what your clients looking to expand in, you know, as they got older to cover their assets, but some of them are there to say, okay, maybe I don't have a financial guy, maybe I need to start thinking about this stuff. I gotta believe there's a lot of people like that, too. Well, there's a mixture. A lot of the people that are coming, like I said, they already have a person, but that person's either getting of age or, you know, they don't do what I do or they don't have the comprehensive knowledge. Or, frankly, they haven't heard from the guy for eight years. And, you know, they hear me on the radio offering some free advice, and they say, hey, give this guy a shot. Um, and like you said, there's folks that have just had 401Ks all their life, and they've never had a financial advisor, and... It's a good time to meet publicly instead of a one-on-one obligation. So they'll come. It's it's a it's really a variety of folks you wouldn't believe that come. It really is, and it's surprising even to me to this day. Even after so many of these things, year after year, you get all kind of walks away if it comes through the door, and that's just the way it goes. And and uh, I, I have to tell you the truth: people think I'm crazy, including my staff. I, I really enjoy it. I really do. I like teaching. I like educating. And I like helping people. Right, and ultimately that is uh, that, that is always a goal at these particular seminars. But, you know, I, I, I take it one step further. I mean, uh, and, and I know you don't. Uh, one other question. Can you go a lot further and be more specific when you're in person? I know there's so many restrictions what you can do on radio and TV. Is it easier when it's, when it's a group get-together, John? A little bit, a little bit. But you got to remember, I, I still have that same, the same parameters. I mean, I can take it to a little bit of a personalization, whereas, you know, on the radio I have to be extremely vague. Um, but it, really the goal is to get somebody a free consultation at our conference room or my, my desk because we can see what they have, we can see what their personal information is, and then I can apply, you know, some assumptions and our principles to what they have because, honestly, everybody's, I mean this sincerely, everybody's financial plan is like their fingerprint. It is dynamically different. You would think that everybody in the age of 60 should have this and everybody in the age of 50 this or 80-year-olds this. You wouldn't believe how different it is. And and you, you could actually make a movie on it. You just can't believe some people cross these bridges. Um, but to answer your question directly, it's, it's, a, it's a little bit more personalized uh, because I do have a human audience in front of me versus the radio. But it's not that much different. What, what we do is we cover four topics uh, that we go over in very much detail. But for instance, one of the giving an example, one of the one of the nuances of of talking about that Medicaid spend down plan, how to avoid it, is everybody wants their own personal presentation there, meaning that they want to know what's it going to roughly cost me to get one of these things at the age of sixty-two. And I say. Well, in this audience, we have a 35-year-old, 38-year-old, 47-year-old, couple 80-year-olds. It wouldn't be fair to you guys, to me, go over individual ages because we would be here till 11 o'clock at night. But here's what we can do for you. Just so you don't think I'm trying to trap you in my office or get an appointment, call me. I'll run a free illustration. I'll run a free quote for you. Call us. I'll email it to you. And if you take it to somebody else, so be it. I know what I signed up for. If you take it to us, 
we're going to do a you know, kick-ass job for you. That's just the way it's going to be. So um, it's not as personalized as I want it to be, but it's, it's, out, it's to protect the audience from assuming something and me obviously trying to sell them something that doesn't apply to them. Right. Okay. So, but it but but in essence, you, uh, folks, you wouldn't believe the restrictions that are on financial guys when they're on radio and television, uh, and some of those things still apply on those uh, group group, uh, group get-togethers. Obviously, though, uh, if I understand you correctly, one-on-one, you can get into specifics and recommendations and individual stock picks and everything like that. Is that accurate? That is. And if you have time, I can tell you the reason why. So uh, I would I love to hear it. No, I, I would so, love to hear it because, you know, I, I really thought, you know, all of the nonsense that we have to put up with on, on radio and TV with the restrictions on that kind of stuff would not be the case at an, at a 30 people seminar, if you will, educational workshop where you could say, I like this stock. I don't like this. Here's some thought, my thoughts where people can really get a, a, a way to get to know you. Yeah. And unfortunately, you know, you know what I would love to do was I would love to have one quarter of our show. Us, you and I together just talk about individual stocks and ideas that I have and, and why I think this is great or this is bad, but I can't because how FINRA, the people that regulate us from the private industry side, and the FCC, who people regulate me as a fiduciary, how they look at it is you have all these people listening right now, especially with iHeart being on online. You someone in you know, San Diego could be 79 years old with not a – a, you know, a pot to piss in or a bucket to throw it out of, and uh, or a window to throw it out of. And here I am recommending a, a you know a high risk investment. Even to us, that sounds bizarre. Why would you invest money in something that uh, you know that the that this financial advisor said on the radio doesn't even know you? But the SEC and FINRA especially look at it from a different angle. They look at it like you can't be rec- you cannot be recommending anything because you don't know the audience's suitability. You don't know their financial objective. You don't know anything about them, so how can you recommend a certain security over the air? That's how they look at it. Now, how that applies to the uh, the workshops is the same exact format. Here I got 30 people uh, that are here to be, you know, two hours apiece where I can't really fundamentally individually get to know them. I can get to know them for five minutes, but how can I recommend something that could easily destroy their financial plan without knowing anything about them or really help them? You can't. So, so FINRA and the SEC are very, very strict on the fact that you can't recommend anything to a vague audience, whether it's workshop, TV, or radio, or magazine, or print of any kind, because the wrong person get their hands on it, and if they take your advice as literal, you're actually liable. And there's a guy that I could tell you a story real quick that's going to blow your mind, and this is a really true story, I promise you. guy was recommending just at a party of a friend. So he invited his financial advisor to this party, and this friend who wasn't invested with the guy, he was just asking about stock recommendations. This guy was talking over, you know, cheese and wine, just vaguely, I, I think this is a good idea, I think this is a good idea, etc. So the guy... Uh, on his own, again, on his own, went and invested his money in these ideas. The ideas sucked. They lost money. He actually went back and sued that financial advisor in federal arbitration. That financial advisor actually got fined because he was getting he was giving advice which was considered unsuitable to a guy he didn't reckon, that he didn't even know. As crazy as that sounds, those rules apply, and it is crazy, but that's the rules we live by. That's how unbelievable regulated, unbelievably regulated our industry is. A lot of people don't know that. They think it's the opposite. They think it's the wild, wild west. It's just the opposite. When I send a Christmas card, a thank you card, a birthday card, a hey, thanks for listening to the program card, 
it all it always goes through our legal department and has a couple senses on it. But I got to get the stamp of approval, and then it goes to whoever client prospect that we send it to. And you would just think a, a normal just thank you card doesn't need that. So that's how regulated our industry is, and that's how crazy it can get. So that's the reasoning behind it. Yeah, it is. Uh, it is bizarre to say the least, folks. I mean, and I've watched as many of these rules have come about over the years, and some of them, John, are just ridiculous. In my opinion, uh, uh, where we are with some of them, but uh, but they are here. John Arnold's our guest on Monday night, six o'clock. A quick uh, update: stock market. What's going on there? You still bullish? What are your thoughts? Extremely bullish. This this market is about to turn into it's it's months away into the longest bull market ever in the history of the stock market. One, that should scare you, but also, two, it should put a smile on your face because, you know, I'm proud to say this year is truly why all the naysayers for the past five or six years, all the market's going to fall apart, Armageddon's coming. I've been bullish all the way, and I've been telling folks the reason why I'm bullish is earnings per share, uh, income and statements, balance, balance sheets, uh, unemployment going down, all the things that fundamentally make our economy go up. Combine that with interest rates being low is a perfect recipe for success. Now, could I have guaranteed that? No, but I've been right. So we are bullish. We're extremely bullish still. Until I think a catastrophic event happens, which will be probably pension plan blow up, bond market blow up, major terrorist attack, one of those three things hit, uh, you're probably going to stay bullish. And that, bullish doesn't always mean 18, 20, 40 percent returns. Sometimes bullish just means four to six percent returns, which is a hell of a lot better than a CD. So that's when when I say bullish, I'm thinking positive returns. Can I guarantee it? You can see that? No, absolutely not. I can't, and I never will. But right now, the fundamentals line up to bullish. Will we probably see a pullback? Absolutely. Is a pullback healthy? Absolutely. Does John Arnold want to pull back? Absolutely, from a greed perspective. Hell, if I can get into Amazon some more shares at fifteen hundred versus eighteen hundred. I'm in, and, and and some other things that I that I that I you know unfortunately uh, the higher it goes when we get new clients we have to put them in higher, so it's healthy uh, pullbacks is, and what, that's what we've been listening, witnessing, um, but overall bull market I think keyword think, and I think uh, if you're in a CD making one percent you're slightly crazy to not uh, and, and you can afford some risks right now is a good time still as high as it is. All right, so now John Arnold's with us, uh, usually from 6 to 7. Indians pregame is coming up. If you want to get a hold of John off the air, and uh, first of all, do you have any openings still at the seminar that's coming up, John, yes or no? <clears throat> yeah, we're, we're two weeks away. We have 13 people registered already, which means we have 17 spots left. So uh, they seem to fill up at 2 to 5 a day. So if you're interested, free presentation, no pressure, good food, good, good information, give us a call at 330 965 9890 again 330-965-9890 and if uh obviously if you want a free one-on-one with us hey give us the same call we'll get you in no pressure no no monkey business give you free diagnosis and hopefully you pick us if not thanks for the opportunity that's how we look at it all right thank you john appreciate it hey thanks sure. have a safe night out bye-bye the following is a paid program and does not necessarily represent the views of iHeartMedia. Securities and advisory services offered through Investicorp, member FINRA, SIPC. Information provided during the J. Arnold Wealth Management Company show is intended for informational purposes only and should not be considered advice. Please consult with your own investment advisor or tax advisor before making any investment decisions. 
This is the Jay Arnold Wealth Management Show. All right. Uh, I forget what the thought was. That you uh, we were again. talking about the significance of the increase of AI. Yes, artificial intelligence. So that's, and you were talking about the phone, and I hate that, incidentally. I do, too. I want. I literally want to fly to wherever the people are answering the phone and, and punch them straight in the face. Because when they do that kind of stuff, you know, I just sit back. I hate getting these calls that I answer, and it's, you know, about a minute later, or not a minute, a few seconds later. Hi, this is Amanda. You know it's not no, Amanda. It's, it, it's, it's some machine talking to you. Right, exactly. But my point in this whole conversation is, is, it used to be from press one for this or two for that, and then you would get an operator of some kind. Now it's press one, and then you get to talk to an actual robot who understands you right. and talks pretty decent English. But the thing is, they only know X amount of, like, what drives me crazy is, like, you want to. Sometimes it's not my option. They say, say this, say this, say this. Well, I'll tell you another thing. You know, nothing that's driving me crazy is I know that we're in the infant stages of that, which is my whole point of this. I know it's only going to get better, and they're putting people out of jobs with that. And and for whatever reason, we're turning our cheeks, and it's driving me crazy. It's like, you shouldn't stand for that. I refuse. I know that I'm such a jerk. I refuse to go <laughs> through the automated system at Home Depot and John Eagle. I refuse. Really? Absolutely. I will all, I will stand in line for as long well, as it takes. Let me, <laughs> let me brag a little bit here, John Arnold. Are you going to be all right? You need me a Heimlich you or anything like that? I'll get, I'll get uh, the defibrillator out there in the hallway. <laughs> you know, I'll just shock you anyway. You'll shock go, the hell out of right. me. I'll shock you like shock. that. You know what, I, folks, uh, when he talks, when John was talking about that, and I know what, I know you're doing it because you, you want to keep people working. Here's what what I've started to do, and I got to tell you, I've done it twice lately. I've uh, I ordered some stuff from Walmart the, the the other day, and I ordered it on you know order it on my phone and pick it up you know at the store. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and you know how those lines are. So I ordered it. Uh, went here. I drove over to the Boardman one. Walked in. It is the simplest thing in the world. They. You sign into this kiosk, you sit down, they bring you your stuff, it's already paid for it on PayPal, out the door you go, none of them lines. I said, now, now that this, is something I'm for. This is something cool. So, John Arnold, financial guru, I did it at Home Depot just uh, yesterday or the day before. I said, at 6 in the morning, I, I needed this particular thing. I ordered it uh, online for pickup in a the store. They send you a text message. It's here. All you just go to the service desk. It's already paid for. Pick it up and leave. In and out. I am embracing technology, John. I'm glad you are. I, <laughs> I, my, my wife's picking the technology. I'm just so old-fashioned. You know, I'm that. It's lines I'm, I hate. Yeah, I still a, like country clubs. I still like the old-fashioned things. I still like good service at a restaurant. Oh, I'm just, I change with the times. I know. I know. You got to change with the times. I time. know. I, sh- I should have been born in the in the, in the fifties. I should have been. But, um, but it, I just refused. Honestly, I refused. Now, why don't to you add. use the self? Uh, uh, like, well, I, I will do that. I'll tell you the reason why. They always mess up for me, but so, but See, we therein use lies them. a problem. Therein lies the problem. It drives me crazy. I can't understand how we can manage all the assets and the accounts. And our our compliance is so strict, you have to be perfect. It's like performing brain surgery. There's no mistake allowed. There's no error allowed. How can we do all these things? And here's an order that says, put this in this box and have it ready for a guy named Mr. Verb at this time. There is an almost an impossible, it's impossible to screw that up. Right, right. If you right. Care about your and they never have, yeah. They, they, whether you're ordering whatever, uh, food, Product, whatever, it drives me crazy. So I'd rather go face to face 
and tell the person, hey, listen, you know, ring me out, blah, 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 have a conversation with them, knowing that I'm, I'm helping put keep that person in a job. It's an old-fashioned... And there's yeah. less and less of them, you know, because there's more self-checkouts. You know who, you know who but started you know, that pickup system? Uh, what's that? You know who started that pickup system? Who? Starbucks. What's the, what do you mean pickup system? So three or four years ago, you could do you can you can do on demand on demand ordering. So you order from your phone and then go and get it, and then it's already with your name on it at a special counter, oh, a place I, on the counter, <clears throat> and then that's it. So all the store follows suit. I, as long as it's a special counter, and uh, uh, it, it should be a special assembly line. Because I got to tell you, I hate it at Chipotle when somebody does that. Yep. You, and I'm thinking, here we are standing in line, and I hate lines. You know, I've done some self analysis, John. Of myself, maybe I need some professional counseling. Okay. Ever since college, in college, just before computers and everything, when I got to college, I vowed I would never stand in a long line again because it was always standing in lines to get classes. I hated it. Same for you. Know, and and, and I, that's why I don't go to Cedar Point. I don't want to go to Disney. I cannot stand in a line for an hour for a five-minute ride. Five minute. Yeah. Forty-five seconds. But go ahead. <laughs> I'm not talking about your sex life. I mean. <laughs> I'm talking at the park. Oh, big guy with the jokes tonight. <laughs> but, but no, I'm saying I can't. I can't see. I'm going to stand in this line for an hour to go on this ride. I can't do it anymore. That, that's how much lines. I, 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 five years of lines. University of Akron. Now, now they probably don't have them with all like artificial intelligence. So I said I'm never going to do that again. I try to avoid it. And when I go to the store, if, if I can get to the checkout person who has doing a checkout, I like it because if I go to them automated things. A lot of times, uh, they, they screw up, but I love it when the, the woman says, come on over here, you can go to this, whatever, that self-checkout, and she helps you with it. It's like going to the other checkout, only she kind of helps you with that. But my secret, I'll share it with you here on the financial show. I always go to home, I always go to Giant Eagle and get my Home Depot card first to get fuel perks. Oh boy. You know, and it's, it can be a pain in the butt. Like if I'm going to spend a couple hundred bucks, I go Giant Eagle, get it. You know, you get Absolutely. 20 cents off a of gas. Yeah, that's a little financial planning I feel like I gave to you. Well, you'll be happy to know we do it, too. <laughs> okay, that's well, Thanks for enlightening me in the audience. So this old guy told you about an artificial intelligence. I'm not going to call him an older guy. An old guy. I'm going to say he was one of our older clients, all right? Well, come on. That's your program. I can't call my guy. <laughs> so, he, so he so, said what? He, he, he just he, came out. He blew my mind. He's like, and so here's the thing. I've won. But that's really smart. Yeah, yeah. So he told me about this company that Google just bought out and... And and a stock I've been watching for years now that just kicked ass is NVDA. The problem is there's only so much money to go around on portfolios. We've always wanted to buy NVDA. But what is that? It's a, it's Nvidia, and uh, they're one of the they're one of the the, the AI makers. Mm-hmm. And um, bottom line is is that they're they're just an excellent company to own. But like I said, you can't if you over divorce over diversify your portfolios, you're going to end up not making as much money as if you just have. 10 or 12 good quality positions versus 50. That's another thing that drives me crazy. I'll get, especially when we get an, uh, uh, I can't say the name, but because I don't want to dog them, but there's a local bank right here. It's a trust company, and we, we, we'll transfer an account in. They have like 300 different investment positions with five shares here and 20 shares there. Like, how the hell are you going to make any money for these? No wonder your investment results suck. It's so diversified. Oh, so diversified. I get it. They're they're being compliant, and I and I get the fact that, you know, they're they're trying to give the client their expertise, et cetera. At the end of the day, you're just overdoing it, and you're not helping the client out any. Mm-hmm. And and to tell you the truth, if you throw enough spaghetti at the wall, you'll probably make some money, and that's what these guys are doing. But it's so not, they're too diversified. Way too diversified. 
And I think to myself, well, no wonder the clients didn't make any money. What the? What are you thinking here? Mm-hmm. So it is just it, it's mind-boggling to me that people accept that. Well, maybe they don't know any better. Oh, they do, but their program is gather assets. Mm-hmm. So they're asset gatherers. So what will happen is the bank will... Not managers of the money. Right, right. They'll hire a manager that's maybe in San Diego or maybe three or four managers, and they say, well, here's the assets we brought in. Build a support fully that matches up with this investment policy summary. And it's ridiculous to me because, one, you never get to meet the person calling the shots, which I find... Troubling. Is, yeah, like... How can you hire somebody, pay them 1% or 2% to manage your money? You actually don't ever get to talk with the manager itself. Mm-hmm. So the banker, the wealth manager, whatever you want to call him, gets paid a salary and benefits from the bank and you know maybe a bonus at the end of the year. And they go out and make relationships and wine and dine and convince somebody to put money in their trust fund and somebody others manages. Like, I can't believe that people go for that. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine our clients going for that because when I fumble, I deserve the ass kicking. And when I, uh, from our clients, the verbal one, and and when I when I when I carry the ball into the end zone uh, and score a touchdown, I get deserve the attaboys. But at the end of the day, John Arnold's the accountable one, and and he should be. And if you call yourself an investment advisor, you better be just that. Going out and gathering assets and taking people to lunch is not an investment advisor. You're a salesperson, mm-hmm. which is nothing wrong with that. I mean, I wish I had the money to hire one of those folks, but. At the end of the day, don't call yourself an investment advisor because that's definitely because you're not are. looking at investments and, exactly. and guiding people and that exactly. kind of stuff. So, so when that guy said artificial intelligence, then did you did you start putting more? I mean, that's actually pretty perceptive of an older guy to say this yeah, is just he's, the he's very, very beginning. Intelligent. He knew about puts and calls. Uh, extremely intelligent guy, just naturally, just really there are some gifted people very, out there. Very astute guy and very very classy and. Uh, he, uh, he told me about it, and I was thinking, you know what, I probably need to go back to the drawing board and investigate this a little bit more because the truth of the matter is he's right. The future of medicine and technology and basically mechanical is artificial intelligence. That's the way it's going to go. Example, you have these, uh, we have two, uh, we have three now, Alexis's. I mean, Amazon Alexis in our house. Do you know what that is? I most certainly do, yes. Every, no, every no, three o'clock, Alexis put on 570 WKBN. Putting on Alexa, they'll say putting on WKB if I listen to my man Ron Verb. Mm-hmm. But just strictly talking to it, imagine. Do that. you like it? I love it. Really? I hate to admit it, but I love it. No, it, it, goes, this, it goes against old fashioned aristocrat. Like, oh, everybody's got yeah. them. Yeah, they do. I, I mean, I don't have them because they kind of creep me out a little bit. Nah. I figure it's always on and listening. Right. You know what? You, you, here's a good thing. You can, you know. Here's how it works at my house. I don't say. I said, Lisa. <laughs> Go get go get me uh, this. Cole 45? And uh, for some reason, I don't think the message is getting through because it never shows up. Yeah, what's going on? Yeah. I, I need Alexa because she does You need it. a yeah. refund on Lisa. Yeah. I said, Lisa, please bring me a blanket. I'm chilly. She gives you a swift kick in the ass. Exactly. Time, right? That's what right, I'm I want a refund. Yeah. So, so you don't find it creepy that it's listening to you all the time. I'm just no, par- I'm a, I, I, I'm a paranoid guy. Here, you know what it is about me? Listen up. Who cares? Like, if I'm that interesting, I find that to be a compliment because I'll tell you the truth. If you're listening to the Arn household, you got three kids that are making noise all day and screaming and hollering and playing. Uh, you got Jennifer and I just can't wait for them to go to bed and, and, and catch some seats. And then you hear a guy snoring. Exactly. You hear a guy snoring. It, there's nothing to be heard at the Arnold house. So, so you, where do you have them? Kitchen and all that? Kitchen and the bathroom because, um, 
we, you know, we like we like to listen to five seventy and. Uh, but that's very cool that you have that kind of stuff. It is. Well, it's a perfect example on on a very massive. But level that's the beginning of it. Intelligence. Yeah. And they're huge. Alexa is huge. It's huge, and let me tell you something. It's crisp. You can say Alexa, you know, something retarded, like it's something. Uh, hey, what's the capital of the United States? Boom, uh, Washington D.C. Alexa, really? Says, yeah, it's it's uncannily smart, and it understands you very well, and you can and it and it learns with you. Believe it or not, that's the crazy. I mean, that stuff is if you if you go back. When this guy's telling, this old guy's telling you about artificial intelligence, think about it. Oh, I'm an old guy. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> but see, I, I mean that, I mean that as a compliment, John. You do. Because he's like on top of this kind of stuff. I admire that guy. I admire guys that stay on top of it. Yeah. But, it, but it's like, you know what? This is just the very beginning of that stuff happening. And like I said, everybody's getting these things. So what's the next level? Right? You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And where's it going to go? after that and that's what's scary another thing i i tell you a guy that i watch maybe is maybe his company is going to go you know turn up uh turn up uh ugly bankrupt wise but i'm an elon musk fan when it comes to his brains now explain this oh because of his vision not only his vision that's the guy is the albert einstein of our of our era the spacex he is and believe he's unbelievably intelligent and he thinks that, and he is dead set on this, and there's other geniuses that agree with him, that the biggest threat to mankind is artificial intelligence. And he said, we better slow it down. Because it's going to outperform us, it's going to outdo us at every, at every turn, and before you know it, you're going to be controlled by artificial intelligence. We will be the robots, and artificial intelligence will be the... Uh, well, be the actual master. Well, I do read where they where they always say, "Well, it's going to cost a lot of jobs because you won't need people to do anything." Yeah, just like in Star Wars, where people working on the droids, people mm-hmm. working on that machines are going to be the people in demand, and and the machines themselves will be performing the functions of society. We'll probably get two, three thousand dollars worth of units to spend on food and whatnot, and that's living socialized society. And even I, when, I hate everything about it. Uh, even when you look at like these farm implements. You could basically, as I understand it, fall asleep behind it, and the GPS knows where the field is and goes back and forth Absolutely. and that kind of stuff. Well, what about when you get in your car and your phone tells you that you're five miles away from your house, but you didn't even tell it. It just learned itself. Mm-hmm. It learned where you live on its own. Right. So it's, you know, between satellites and computer intelligence and artificial intelligence. So you you went back and revisited even heavily, more heavily in that sector. Yeah. You went back and said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back and look at this because it just connected with you. Well, it, Not it, the first time, incidentally, a client has made a suggestion that you no. said, I like that. Yeah. No, I, I, I've gotten three the past two weeks that are outstanding. But um, <laughs> this, one, this is what I love about John Arnold. Do you notice, folks? Listen to me. This is, this is the John Arnold classic. <laughs> he shared with us one uh, artificial intelligence, and then he says the following I've gotten three. Did you did you notice what you're not going to hear? I'm going to tell you right now the other two because he doesn't you you won't dip your hand. I know you. It's not that I dip my hand. I just you like to keep some things close to the vest. Oh yeah, some things close to the vest. You know that's that's because these other financial guys. You know I'm talking about you. Will steal the ideas. Absolutely. Well, that's if that's just the cost of doing business. But um, but to tell you the truth, I'm a, I think I'm a. I'm a pretty rare bird in the majority of our competition around here to where most people are gathering assets to where I'm actually behind the desk managing the current clients. So uh, I don't I don't really worry about things I can't control. 
Well, you, you have a lot of assets now, but your your main focus is meeting meeting and talking and communicating with your clients. But it, your main focus is managing the money. That's my only focus. That's my only focus. My only focus is managing money. I, I don't ask for business. I don't look for business. I I do education workshops on this radio show, maybe a couple other things like public appearance wise, and uh, that's it. But we don't we don't firmly chase referrals. We don't have a salesperson bringing in lunches or any of the things I probably should be. To tell you the truth. I need a couple other money managers to, if we take any more clients like that. So, but but but, but on the other hand, uh, do you think you can? Is it tough finding them? Is that the give it? They're all like you do. That's the reason why I don't have them right now. Because I mean, could you right imagine? Right now, we're looking for somebody, a young John Arnold or a female version of me, make sixty eighty grand a year with benefits, and I just cannot find somebody that one I could trust, or two that has a capability or, or of understanding. Yeah, it's a 60-hour-a-week job. Or or more. More It's all-encompassing. Yeah, and then the clients own you because you have their money. And if you don't like being home on the weekends and at nights, this is not for you. And in addition to that, it's not just that you have their money. There's a lot of pressure with that, like you say, because that's somebody's life savings or retirement, right? Right. Like the banks have it figured out. So they'll hire investment people. They'll hire regular people, slap on an investment license, and say, you get this portfolio to manage. and. Good luck. Good luck, and just make sure the clients stay with us. And they're getting 60, 80 grand a year and maybe some bonus at the end of the year. And at the end of the day, there's more people coming in because of the banks. And those people are just happy getting that. For me, you know, I want somebody who doesn't want to, that they can't even pay their taxes quarterly, that amount of money. So we're looking for somebody who wants to knock the sock off the ball and, is, and has a lot of integrity, has, the you know, a lot of brains and, uh, has an entrepreneur spirit to get all three of those it's very hard mm-hmm. and that listen i find that for people who work with us like roofers even more oh, those more. are the richest guys i know these the roofers, roofers are that. loaded the problem is is they can't like i have construction people that roofers have, uh, listen i have had two people that were that make hundreds of thousands of dollars to millions of dollars with me in the past two weeks saying i've had to turn down so much work because I cannot, we cannot find people that want to in make construction fifty to sixty thousand dollars a year. Because we tell them you're going to be working seventy hours a week, but damn it, you're going to get some, you're going to get paid, and you're going to move up quickly if you do a good job. You know they are begging for people to, to find. Mm-hmm. So when I when people talk about it here, I'm calling about in this soft story about what well, there's no jobs out there. BS. No, you uh, period. Uh, end of story. BS. Ron Verb says uh, you have to be a complete deadbeat if you can't find a job today. Because there's so much work yeah. out there. There's more right now numerically. There's more jobs than people. Right. So if you can't find a job, it's because you don't think it's worth it to you, and you don't think, and or you don't think you, you know you should work for your living. Mm-hmm. And it drives me nuts. Right. Roofers, though. He said roofers. They make yeah, so much with, money. Landscapers, roofers. Uh, no, it's that, these roofers. I'm telling you, they make a killing. Well, they should. But it's dangerous work. That's what I'm saying. You're up in the sun, and you're on a pitch roof, and you're. Paul and tar and shingles and yeah, have at it. That's not for me. Right, I'm scared of heights and I don't want to do that. Right, right. (laughs) (laughs) He gets on the third rung of the ladder and he wets himself, folks. Pretty much. (laughs) Send Jennifer up. (laughs) (laughs) Jennifer being his wife. Two stacks of shingles on each shoulder. But and here's the hit: she would do it. She would do it. I mean, strong as a bull. Right, and she would actually do it, and probably wouldn't face her at all, and she would probably come down that ladder and. 
tell you to go change your diaper, right? Pretty much. <laughs> That's how it goes. John Arnold is our guest, News Radio 570 WQ. And John is here every Monday at uh, 6 o'clock. And he has uh, J. Arnold Wealth Management, which is located, just so you know, uh, on Star Center Plaza over there. So if you know where... If you know where Tippy Canoe and 224 in a sec, where the gas station, the Shell station is on one corner, well, if you go down to, if you keep going straight, you'll turn on Star Center, and then you go to the top of the, the complex, and you'll see John's office right there. That's where he's located in the Canfield area. Now, Pete, now, you know, if you're thinking about investing with John and so, or seeing what he's all about, this is not a hard process or something to be, um, what, gun-shy with, right? You you have had, as you and I have talked, you've had a lot of people that have, are getting their money out of the bank because they're not getting any return that comes to you, just to see what you would do. You have people that uh, want to plan for their retirement or whatever that might be younger 45 or 50 you have uh, you have widows that come to see well what 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 was my husband doing right i mean you get it all yeah absolutely i mean we, we we're a comprehensive financial planning firm and investment advisory firm and we know both pretty well um and the main thing is, is our consultations are free and we're no pressure we don't drive you nuts with emails and a bunch of mail and phone calls until you tell us to go screw yourself for coming and sign the papers we don't do any of that right we're confident enough in our ability and what we're offering to say, you know, you're probably going to choose us because we're pretty good. Right. And then, and then when you do, you know, and he determines risk tolerance, he has portfolios that are there, you know, that he actively manages for your risk tolerance to move money around and that kind of stuff. But he's actively managing them. If you've been with somebody that says, like you say, a salesman that takes your money and then puts you in something and you don't hear anything, well, you hear from them, but you don't see them actively managing. That's not a money manager. That's, no, that's, that's a salesman. <laughs> yeah. And you're, if you get charged enough front load or you're put into an annuity and you get a Christmas card every year, that's something that you could have done on but, your own. you know, you, uh, my point being is you should expect more than that. You yeah. should really expect more than that. Yeah, if you're going to invest your life savings with somebody or a part of, you should expect movement of, uh, into sectors, tactical management, ideas, Strategic planning, et cetera, all the things that we we offer, and to, and too many of these guys put you in something, forget about it. Let's say you would have uh, a bad, really some bad times. They just let that ride down. They don't proactively manage it. They don't. Or look for a different idea that might recoup or or stabilize a portfolio. Yeah, it drives me crazy, but. <clears throat> At the same time, I can't blame those guys because I was that guy for five, six years. So, but you learned from it, John. I did. And you, I, learned, you, you, I learned exactly what I didn't want to be. You hated it. Yeah, I felt like a scumball, if you want the truth. Right, and you said, yeah. this is not for me. I want to actively, uh, I, I'm, uh, how do I say this? I'm obsessed with managing money. That's you. Obsessed, but yes. driven is probably the, the, the key word. It's just a model of how I built my, my firm and... Believe me, here, and keep this in mind. So we switched over to being a fiduciary in 2007. So Which was nine, also ahead of the curve. Right. So when I, I thank you. So at the end of 99, I got my license. So from 2000 to 2007, 2000 to 2007, we were getting 5 to 6% commissions. So you can imagine the hit I took financially to make that move going down to 1% and billing it on a monthly basis versus an annual. But you hated it. <clears throat> but... The, for me, it was the right thing to do. For me, it was uh, where I could look at a client in the eye and say, "Hey, I'm taking the beating with you, and I'm also achieve. You know, we're 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 
or achieving with you as well. And I didn't ever have to apologize because if the investment products fit the strategy, and the strategy, you know, obviously eventually was positive, then we're on the same team. Mm-hmm. John Arnold, excuse me, is our guest, News Radio 570 WKBN. If you want to get a hold of John, first, there's a website that you can visit to, to kind of check him out. Secondly, there's a phone number that you can call. There's any number of ways. And thirdly, there's some upcoming educational workshops. Let's start with the website uh, first so people can check you out online and then the, the phone number so that they can get a hold of you, all that good stuff. So we have a very nice website, www.jarnoldwealth.com. Uh, you can hear, read all about my biography and our team, et cetera, and what we stand for and our mission. And then um, my phone number is 330-965-9890. Free consultations, no pressure. Uh, bring your stuff in. We'll give you free analysis. And then you'll definitely leave with some positive info. Right. And, then, and no uh, pressure. Absolutely no pressure. We don't believe in that. Right. And then um, to a fault. And... Um, the other thing is, is we're talking about those workshops I'm very excited about. There are four of them. The first one is August <clears throat> 2nd. It's 30 people per uh, workshop because that's a manageable amount mm-hmm. at, at, at each of them. Uh, anybody who's interested in going, seeing John in person, talk about a number of the financial issues, meet John. And as I like to say, don't be shy about it. You call his office, they hold you a spot. There's no fee, no charge to go, but they have to know who's coming. So they, you know, they can't have 35 at 30 workshops, so they can move you to the right workshop, if you will. That's what yeah, I'm trying right. to say. Anyways, and then here's something else that I got to throw a caveat in. So we teamed up with a guy that's in our office already. He has his own financial firm. He's a fiduciary. His name is Brian Ellis. And he's going to be joining me on helping manage these accounts because we're getting pretty big. But more importantly, between Brian's term long and long term existence in the business nineteen years and mine at eighteen, you got thirty seven years of investment experience there <coughs> that's gonna tag team and, and help you with some questions and answers uh and, and give you the right direction. And the other thing is is people ask me this now, which is kinda of sad because it must be because I'm looking older is what happens if something happens to you? Well my backup plan is Brian Ellis who's outstanding at what he does and you know he's with TD Ameritrade and he's part of RA. All right, that's John Arnold. Thanks for listening, folks. Six o'clock, Mondays, right here.